Good morning, and welcome to the Rainbow Connection on Studio U. I'm Connor Coughlin, I'm your host, and I am mourning the half of the caramel macchiato that I've already drank. Hello everyone, my name is Brandon Haw. My mom told me that I would never amount to anything, and she was right. (laughs) (laughs) I told you no self-deprecating humor. It's self-appreciating humor all summer now. (laughs) I'm just saying I'm living in the early 2000s. That's fair. Well, it's been a very interesting morning so far. Uh, I learned from you, actually, while you were on your phone that Prince Philip has passed away. Peacefully, I hope? Maybe? I think so. Um, R.I.P. Prince Philip, the ultimate simp. Yeah, such an old queen. We love him. We loved making memes of him. We loved airbrushing his old, old face. Literally making her look like a drag queen. (laughs) Honestly, if RuPaul didn't have the 17 people that helped her with her hair and makeup, I think she would look like Prince Philip. Well, like, that's what happened in the season 12 finale you know she just had that like that like latex mask and the and the purple hoodie honestly we should talk about that we should talk like later on we should talk about the fact that rupaul and like the theories on why she wore that yeah we can for either pop culture or a different segment exactly um going back to prince philip do you have you looked into just how much the UK will disintegrate when Queen Elizabeth finally dies. I never took it upon myself to learn about white history. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But also, um, like, it's it's ridiculous because even though she's just a figurehead, like, it, it's like tradition to have this, like, giant mourning period whenever a royal dies or, like, whenever the sitting royal dies. Like, there are smaller ones, like, um, because that that's the reason why a lot of the doors in the UK are like painted colorfully. Because when Queen Victoria died, everybody was supposed to have like black doors, wear black clothing. Like it was super strict, and the country shut down like for, as a mourning period. Uh-huh. But people kind of got over that really fast, and so they started painting their doors like bright yellow, bright red, bright blue, like that kind of thing. So I heard that like there's supposed to be when she dies, there's no comedy at all like playing oh. on like BBC like it's only like 24 hour coverage of her death and I'm just like I understand that 100% but I think coming from the election I'd be so bored I'd be like yeah she died six hours later breaking news still dead <laughs> <laughs> well like even though they're just a figurehead there's a lot behind the scenes that people don't realize that they do like, she randomly owns all of the swans in England, so they're just going to be, like, out and about, you know? No owner, no leash, no money, no family, 16 in the middle of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're gonna be like, ha, 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 mom died, <laughs> time to party. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Yeah, it's – I did see the comedy thing, though. Yeah, like, 24-hour coverage, and I'm just like, hmm – I get it, but mm. but then who's gonna take over? Prince Philip died. Well, like, I honestly feel like she killed him. I, mm. he's dead weight. Well, yeah, and because like, you know why she's the queen and he's a prince, right? Um, even though they're the husband and wife. Uh, because as Beyonce once said, um, "Who run the world, girls?" That's part of it. Okay. Because Beyonce, of course, created the earth. So, uh, Queen Elizabeth's father, King George, I think, like, the seventh or something like that. Uh-huh. Since King George only had, I think, Queen Elizabeth and, like, her younger sister or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, after he died, then she was first in line, so she became queen. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, an ancient rule is there's always a queen, but sometimes there isn't a king. Mm-hmm. So, like, if a guy inherits the throne, then he becomes the king and his wife is the queen. But if a woman inherits the throne, then she's the queen, and whoever she marries is just a prince. <laughs> I know, right? Iconic behavior. Simp behavior. There Trifling. is always a queen. There can sometimes be. not be a king. <laughs> but then, yeah, like, and then have you seen all of those, like, 
like um, Snapchat story articles or like whatever, where it's like the daily news, and it's like, Justin, if you figured out that this is the Queen's purse code, da 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 da, and I'm just like, I I kind of believe it. Well, it's it's also funny that there are people out there who are like, oh, I despise the royal family, but then they know like every detail mm-hmm. about their drama, their family members. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. I keep up with it because I love drama that isn't mine. Right. I live for the drama, mama. <laughs> drama from Flama. Especially the drama with, like, Prince Charles, Princess Di, may she rest in peace, and, like, whoever Charles married after her, like, Camilla or something. That whole situation. Oh, my God. When she wore that dress. Yes. And, she, and she looked like a fool. That's exactly what I was talking about, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> She looked ridiculous. What are some other current events out there besides the royal family? Since this is America, um, we could we um hmm, we could talk about uh, Nikita Dragon, her scandals. Do you know who Nikita Dragon is? And is there a new one? Because I I know that I've seen her pop up on like my Snapchat file cards, and I'm like, wait a second, haven't you done blackface multiple times? Mm-hmm. Because, like, she's, like, talking about, like, she was talking about how because she's, like, she's both, like, Latinx and Vietnamese, because she's both, mm-hmm. that, like, there's a part of it that's, like, don't erase my culture, like, part of my culture. And it's, like, that's kind of understandable, kind of not. So I'm just, like, okay. Like, I'm, like, following it slightly, but I'm just, like, trying to, like, figure it out. Well, like, if she's tan, then, of course, she can, like, you know, she can have tan makeup. She mm-hmm. can paint herself tan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's like, a line that's kind of unspoken but also kind of spoken. common sense mm-hmm. when, it com- when it comes to painting your sins so dark that you look like you're black. Yeah. When you're not. Yeah. Because <laughs> then, Miss Ma'am, <laughs> we could talk about the other person in the room. <laughs> Who, <person>? Raven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, follow us at TRC underscore OU for more uh, blackfishing drag queens. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, I know Nikita Dragon's a woman, but like, still. Talk about makeup, makeup artists. <laughs> makeup artists in general. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. It's the whole, it's the makeup for me. It's the using AAVE for me. Oh, period. <laughs> Deadass, period. <laughs> I um, there was I saw a graphic earlier that a black person made as a joke, that came up with like a bunch of fake origin stories for a lot of AAVE terms. Yeah. Oh my god. To, <laughs> to discourage white liberals from using AAVE, <laughs> and I was like, wow, that because I I was trying to explain to my roommates that like we're kind of colonizing it in a way, mm-hmm. and so I've kind of been refraining a little bit of. I've been refraining a little bit from saying stuff that I used to say, stuff that I thought was just like, oh, it's like Twitter language or Stan language. No, it's colonized AAVE. <laughs> 100%. And I'm just like, there was a thing on Twitter that was just like, you can't use bussin. You know how people use bussin. Yeah. Uh, you can't use bussin because it's it comes from a, like a slave term. And I'm just yes. like, I, my background's <laughs> like, my background's like um, cultural, like, understanding and like rep- yeah. uh, like oppression and stuff but then I'm also just like because it's Twitter I don't know if I can believe you or not no yeah like when I first saw that I had to scroll through all of the comments under it until, oh excuse me until I finally found somebody that was like hey I'm genuinely asking is this a joke or not and people were like yeah it's a joke because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they had like other origins but like I said, they were just trying to deter white liberals from using it. Besides, we have our own. We got our own talk around here. I know, right? Bless your heart. Y'all come to church often? Man, you're, Put a dollar you're in as communion. nervous as a long-tailed cat in a porch full of rocking chairs. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard that one? No. What does it mean? As nervous as a long-tailed cat in a porch full of rocking chairs? Do I have to explain oh. that? Oh. <laughs> 
I'm gonna be like, you're you're jumping like a jumping like a June bug in June. <laughs> I think I tried to make one up on the spot. <laughs> that didn't really work. We are going to take a short little break. When we come back, I guess we'll talk about pop culture since we talked about RuPaul a little bit. But yeah, don't go anywhere. Stick around. Keep listening to the Rainbow Connection only on Studio U. Good morning, and welcome to the Rainbow Connection on Studio U. I'm Connor Coughlin, I'm your host, and my dream drag song to lip-sync to is a modem dial-up tone. My name is Brandon Ha, and my salted caramel cold brew is brewing something in my stomach. Out. <laughs> um, my, I think my, fa- my dream drag lip-sync song is the Verizon uh, whole tone. The oh one that with the violin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those people were so cool. Like, okay, Thorgy Thor. Literally in middle school, like they had like those, and my T-Mobile ass was just like <laughs> ring, uh, like a dial tone, and I'm just like, oh, I wish I could do this. Wow. What 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 stage of capitalism is wishing that you had a certain dial tone because you like the way it sounds? Ultimate. Ultimate late stage capitalism. Yes, ma'am. Because right now we're at like ultimate mega super ultra um let your grandma die for the economy capitalism. Hey, at the end of the day, if her will can get me a Ferrari, then that's fine. I wanna eat in this Applebee's without a mask. Ah! Grandma, if you don't wear a mask and you die, can I have your uh Baroque 1970s bed frame. Thanks. <laughs> That's Baroque, not Broke. Baroque. I'm For both. our viewers out there, uh, <laughs> follow us at TRC underscore OU on Twitter for more clarifications between words and stuff like that. Anyways. How do you spell definitely? D E F I N I T E L Y? I don't think that's right. I think I'm right. But then again, I think I'm right all the, all the time. time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't help it that I'm intelligent, amazing, awesome, good at everything. You are right. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh, and humble. Extremely humble. I, I can't forget humble. I'm the humblest person I know. Um, anyway, before the break, we wanted to discuss Drag Race. And, and how we are finally at the top four. Yes. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm 27. Um, currently paying my own health insurance because it's taken so long to finally get to this top four. It's taken so long to get to this top four. Taylor Swift released an entire album. <laughs> Bless you. Bless me. In the time that it took for season 13 to finish. <laughs> we have gone Taylor through Swift. a third of this year. Sorry, go ahead. Taylor Swift released an album of covers practically. Covers of herself. Covers of herself. And like seven songs that we haven't heard before. You know, okay, so what I heard is that if you make a cover of a song, you don't get any royalties for that song. It all goes back to the original person. Really? Yes. So then what What do those people, because like that, that one cover of No Scrubs on TikTok was famous for a while. Mm-hmm. It was like, now... I don't want your number. It was like a lot slower. Mm-hmm. So like that artist didn't get anything. No. So like if you publish it, if you if it like it goes out into mainstream, like Trixie Mattel has video games by Lana Del Rey. Uh huh. On her podcast, um, The Bald and the Beautiful. Please follow Trixie Mattel and Katya. <laughs> um, she said, "I get no royalties for this song. It's just for like notoriety and publicity." Oh. And I'm just like, work diva. Like, I mean, her cover is amazing. Amazing. I listened to it, I think, just the other day because mm-hmm. it, it weaseled its way into my country playlist. So, really? Yeah. But, like, driver's license is a bop. Olivia Rodrigo yeah, is a bop. Her new song is also a bop. 
Really? What is it called? Uh, Deja Vu. Mm. And a bunch, like, it didn't get nearly as popular as Driver's License did because that was everywhere. Mm -hmm. But a lot of articles were like, from a songwriter's perspective, Olivia Rodrigo proves she's the one-hit wonder. Mm -hmm. And if y'all want to hear Driver's License... Stop listening to the podcast and turn on oh the radio God. because we don't have that no, here in the system. Don't don't tell people to stop listening to the Rainbow Connection on Studio U. Or do both. At the same time. And that's on period. Red lights, stop. Yeah, or we could just sing it ourselves. No. I can. fine. Oh, you can. Because I did choir in high school and I have perfect pitch. Did I mention I have perfect pitch? I don't think I've said that on this podcast. I have perfect pitch. <laughs> I think that's why I have such an inflated ego is because I joined band here and everyone was like, wow, you have perfect pitch. I was like, yeah. And they're like, what's this note? Uh, I'd be like, that's an A, obviously. And they're like, wow. The most like common, like the most common note. And then there's like, it's an A. And then people who don't know, like, no, people would like either play something on their instrument or like play something like off of a, off of like a pitch pipe or whatever. It's mm-hmm. so, like they would know what it is uh-huh. and like not show me, and I'd be like, "It's a G sharp." I was just like, p- play something on their pitchfork, but then no, that's a tuning fork. But I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine on their pitchfork? Daryl the farmer out <laughs> out in rural Oklahoma, Darryl. just just hitting his pitchfork against his tractor, and be like, "That's a G sharp." that's probably what trixie mattel was doing in her in her childhood home in wisconsin in In her in her trailer in her trailer park trailer home good for her 100 racks to riches i'm so happy for her but let's get to pop culture yes first thing you have to do is very roundabout happy birthday kristen stewart it's kristen stewart's birthday oh good for her Mm -hmm. she was the i think Cause she's pan, right? Or buy, buy your pan. I think she's a pressure cooker. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> or a Dutch oven. That was not funny. <laughs> then why are you laughing? <laughs> why are you laughing, sis? Because <laughs> I, I laugh at everything. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's pan. Anyway, she was one of the first like celebrities that I knew that was pan, like back in back. Like, after Twilight was over, then she was like, oh, by the way, I'm not straight. Mm-hmm. We were like, go off, queen. Good for you. I heard that um, she hates um, dish soap. Really? Yeah. That's why, why? she's always breaking Dawn. I can't. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so Tamisha Iman is going to come back. She's going to win Drag Race and stunt on these hoes. Exactly. Like, those those TikToks that are like, um, yeah, we brought in the mannequin. We were playing the Snatch Game for the fifth time. Mm-hmm. Denali's nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's probably going to be safe. Denali was robbed. Den- R-O-B Robert. Yes. L- like, they, that, that episode, they just, like, assassinated her. When oh, Tina Burner and Rosé absolutely should have been in the bottom. Yeah. L- like, did you see... Like, Rosé's makeup, like, Tina Burner doing makeup on Rosé looked hideous. Oh, my God. And then I'm just like, Tina Burner looked like a foot. A literal pink foot. And they're, and I think I've, I think I've said this before, either talking to you outside of this or on this podcast. We don't talk outside of this. What what are you talking about? Are we not friends? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to break it to you today, but... On this podcast, on, on this. the Rainbow Connection on <laughs> Studio U, in front of my salad. <laughs> but anyway, like the the outfits that Tina Burner and Rose wore were like stuff that we had already seen. I feel like, like there wasn't anything fresh or new. I'm so mad because like if I think that like if um what's her name? What is her name? What is her name? If Rose wore that flame dress, she would have killed. But she wore. A mamma type of Cracker Barrel, which I love Cracker Barrel. Ugh. Sponsors Cracker Barrel. Um, 
like a mammal little cracker barrel like giant dress and i'm over here like uh i know and then rose was in that like frilly thing that did not suit i mean uh tina burner was in that like frilly like i want to say like marching band aficionado yeah type like, thing very um drum line very dance dance captain type situation mm-hmm. but the thing is is that like when we look at um, Olivia and um, Denali. Denali, Olivia should have been in the bottom. It should honestly, it should have been Olivia and Tina Burner. Yeah, but like they they were so married to the idea that they had to that like the pairs had to be judged and stuff, which like Olivia definitely should have been in the bottom because she doesn't have a brand. Like yeah, she's just like smiling. pretty. I, I pretty, literally that's how she talks. Like I pretty because she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't use any connecting um, words. No, she does not. Much like much like her drag career, it is kind of disjointed, convoluted. <laughs> um, although by the same token, Tina Burner's brand was just like yellow red and orange. She's getting that McDonald's sponsorship sponsorship for sure. Who was it? I think it was Bianca Del Rio. Or it was um, Ben de la Creme that said, like, girl, you're pale. If you keep wearing yellow, you look like you have um... jaundice. Yes. I almost <laughs> said osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> Bone atrophy. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win? Because I have my predictions. And you don't agree with me. Yeah. Well, okay. Because now we have to think about it. It's probably not going to be like the Rose. the traditional, the traditional like two queens lip sync, one advances, and then the other two one advances, like a bracket type thing. Did you hear? Because that? like it's just it's just a regular finale episode. I don't think it's the finale finale though. Like, do you I think it's the I, no? Because I saw a tweet that said that they're doing a grand finale. Like they're doing like. A live in yes, person yes, grand finale yes, still yes, interesting because also California has really like good vaccination rates right now. Well, do so. Do you think this is going to be like a season six or eight type thing where they like Bob the Drag Queen, Kimchi, Naomi Smalls, and Chi Chi Devane? Bob the Drag Queen, you own me. Yes, <laughs> sorry. That's so like it was those it was those four like in the finale episode, and mm-hmm. then they like did all four did a lip sync, and then Rue was like. Chi-Chi, sorry, you're not going to the finals. Did you hear? Okay, so. <laughs> so do you think it's going to be like that? I am the best person to talk about this because on Bob the Drag Queen's podcast, mm-hmm. Sibling Rivalry, um, he said that they cut every single, like they did a take of every single person like leaving. So they didn't know who was in the top three. Because, yeah, they do that sometimes too with the finales. Like mm-hmm. they'll they'll crown each one. So that nobody can leak who actually won until it actually airs. Yeah. I saw, like, a fan video of Brooklyn Heights wearing the crown and holding the scepter and, like, you know, like, prancing down the runway as if she had won. And Naomi Smalls. Yes. Yeah. So, like, that's also a possibility. (coughs) So... Sorry. So is this grand finale going to be a top three or a top four? I guess that's what we're going to... I think it's going to be top four. Personally, I think it's going to be top four. I don't think – I think that RuPaul is going to pull a – no one gets eliminated. You're all top four like they did with um, Brooklyn. Brooklyn season. Oh, <laughs> Brooklyn season. Yes. <laughs> um, Aquarius season. Yes. Um, Sasha Velour season R.I.P. nine. Uh, Asia O'Hara's Butterflies. Oh. Um, I watched that Sasha finale Bl- yeah. just to like to – li- To feel something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also – like I, I circle back to uh, Red You Wrote You All Stars Two, like every other week. A hundred percent. I feel like every good Drag Race fan does. My my favorite thing is that like I watch Red You Wrote You, but only the Alaska part because she like paints like her armpits and stuff, and her people that like, carry her. Imagine like the dancers are like, because uh, like I have a texture thing about like paint on my hands. So like imagine like the the pit crew like dancers like, ugh. I have to touch her. <laughs> I, those poor pit crew members. They're probably like so hot. What? Well, yeah, they're hot, but sometimes they're like 
really? Like, yeah. I, I have to do what? Do you know that Bryce has a master's in, um, like, astrophysics? Do I know who Bryce is? The ginger. Oh, on the pit crew? Yes. And he runs 16 miles a day. That's excessive. And that's on Astro, period. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if you have, like, we know you have good knees if you can run 16 miles a day. Like, you don't have to rub it in everybody's faces. 100%. All right, so who is winning Drag Race? Okay, sorry. We we just keep, like, 100%. it's like our conversations are like a hawk mm-hmm. making lazy circles in the sky. 100%. Because you know we belong to the, okay, I'm getting sidetracked again. So if it's a bracket scenario, I think it all depends on who the wheel lands on. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how much the producers are going to pay whoever it lands on to make sure that Simone and Gottmik lip sync against each other in the like grand like lip sync for the crown. Or it's a 1-1. Or it's a one, one. I, oh my god. Because I, if Simone doesn't win, there will be riots in the streets. There will be riots, and also Bob the Drag Queen said that if Rosé wins, black lives don't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Because, okay, so this is what I think is going to happen. God. It's going to be Got Mick against Rosé, right? Yes. Simone versus... Candy. Candy, right? Got Mick and Rosé are going to both go forward... It's a double Shantae. Double Shantae. Um, Simone wins against Candy. And, and then all it's three, three of them. them. And then RuPaul's going to do a double crowning. See, if you're going to do a double crowning, then why not pull an All-Stars 4? You know, like, have have uh, Trinity the Tug and Monet Exchange like win their respective things against Monique and... Naomi, uh-huh. and then just, and duke then like, out. and yeah, have them duke it out, and then be like, oh, I can't decide. You're both winners. Who? Because also, could you imagine if you were Rose and you're like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I went all the way like, to the top, and I still and lost. I still lost. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jan's in the corner, like, haha, you're stupid. <laughs> like, like you you are about to dunk the basketball in the hoop, and you fell. Yes, but like flat on your face, a hundred percent. Okay. Because we had an argument, me and you, because you said that Simone was going to win, and I said Got Mick's going to win. True. But. A double crowning is a possibility. It is, but I want you to, I want you to, um, what's it called? I want you to defend your statement. Defend Simone winning? Against Got Mick. Well, like, we know, because you have to also look at it from the judges' standpoints, Mm-hmm. Simone's been in the bottom twice, mm-hmm. so we know twice or three times, twice. Once, uh-huh. once with Candy Muse, and then once where she eliminates Utica. Yeah. So she, uh, she's been in the bottom twice. We've seen how she lip syncs, and I feel like she has a, a few more tricks up her sleeves, especially because I don't feel like she was trying that hard to eliminate Utica. Uh huh. We've only seen Gottmik lip sync once at the very beginning, and she won. She did win that. I forgot who she was against. She might have Utica. been against. She was against Utica. Yeah, but um, <laughs> um white on white hate crime. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Continue. But I yeah, it's it's gonna be really close because I feel like Gottmik's gonna use some sort of prop or like a stunning reveal. Mm-hmm. Maybe Simone will do the same. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it'll be. I lost my train of thought because, like, the reason that Evie oddly won is because she continually pulled tricks yeah. out of her bag. Yeah. And Brooklyn Heights was just kind of doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like Simone and Gottmik, as long as this season has been going on, still have more. <laughs> and it's also Brooklyn was in the bottom twice. <coughs> and Evie only <coughs> once. Yeah. Bless you. I think I think Rue and the judges and America <coughs> love Simone Sorry. too much to not let her win. And if she doesn't win this, then she's winning All Stars six or seven. A hundred percent. But it's like because she might be in the group of Shea Bimini, Gigi Good, Manila. <coughs> oh my Did God! Manil- Sorry. Bless you. Did Manila win four challenges? I think she won three. But it's like. 
she could be in like that ranking because if you look at the producer side, RuPaul was seen as a transphobe. Yes. <coughs> Bless so you. Sorry. Um, I should have got you Benadryl or something. I know. I'm allergic to Drag Race. But like, <laughs> if Got Mick. Do we need to take a break? Let's take a break. Because we can. <coughs> okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> while, we, while we work this out, stick around. Don't go anywhere. <coughs> Bless you. This is The Rainbow Connection on Studio U. Good morning, and welcome to The Rainbow Connection on Studio U. I'm Connor Coughlin. I'm your host, and I like to have my croissants with a little dusting of pollen in the morning. My name is Brandon Haw, and I guess you can say my first uh, spring breath is a sneeze. Yeah, you can say that again. I Sneezy. <laughs> For those of you just joining us, we had to take a little bit of a break so Brandon could sort out his sinuses a little bit. He was sneezing uncontrollably. I just, you know, like, my body just reacts to Drag Race. What can I say? But let's let's get into this. Let's get into why Got Mick will be the winner of Drag Race. Hmm. That's a weird way to pronounce Simone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Got Mick erasure for me. But I think that, okay, so RuPaul was seen as a transphobe. Correct. Production has a huge part in who wins. Also correct. Because if you were looking at talent, Pearl shouldn't have been in the top three. Mm, talent? Like talent, drag race, characteristics, everything like that. Pearl should not have been in the top three, like, in my just, opinion. Just because she was quiet a, a little bit. But also on What's the Tea with RuPaul and Michelle Visage, Ru admitted. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't watch oh. that. Oh, I list, I'm a I'm a I'm a drag race fanatic. I'm a I'm a I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> RuPaul said that the only reason why why um, Pearl. why Pearl was still on the show was because she was a cute boy and was good for ratings. And then Michelle said that when Pearl did the do I have something on my face that she wanted to punch Pearl in the face. <laughs> so I don't. That's think, such a funny line, though. <laughs> I know. So I don't think that. If it was just talent and just RuPaul and Michelle Visage, I don't think that Pearl would, would have stayed. Well, because like, also, Trixie Mattel versus Pearl, Trixie should have stayed. The first time? Yes. Yes. Like, because that was another thing that they talked about on uh, Trixie Mattel and Katya's little mm -hmm. green screen video project. Mm -hmm. Is, like, Trixie Mattel did not expect to go home that time. Like, she was like, I thought I ate that up. <laughs> But um, yeah, th I actually didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe I should be watching that for more like insider production secrets. Yeah, you could always call me in. I'll always let you know. But I think that if if Got Mick was doing poorly, right, then it would be understandable that Simone would win because mm -hmm. it's enough service to the trans community. I'm doing air quotes by the way. Um. It's enough service to the trans community that like Got Mick was already on the show, but yeah. because Got Mick is doing well production wise, if she, if he, she, if they win, mm -hmm. then I'm saying he, she, because out of drag, he, he yeah. prefers he in drag, um, she prefers like she, most drag queens, 100, just like myself, um, then it'll be like a skyrocket for like trans rights and like trans advocacy because like. A trans man won a drag queen competition. Exactly. And how much, like, trans exposure that allows for RuPaul's Drag Race, even though Jujuba well, should have also been crowned with Shea Coulee. Yes. Th that's just Well, if you, if you look back to season nine, Peppermint, uh, Peppermint came out as a trans woman, like, in episode two. Uh-huh. And then she continued to do well in the rest of the competition, like, neck and neck with Shea Coulee. Mm-hmm. And Sasha Velour. Mm -hmm. So she was also in the bottom a lot. Well, like she was low. I think she only lip synced like once or twice. Yeah. Whereas Sasha never landed in the bottom. And, and Shay once. Yeah. 
But like, Shea also won four challenges that season. Exactly. But during that time, RuPaul didn't have a transphobic scandal. I was in quarantine for like the first part of the year, and so I rewatched all of Drag Race. And the first, like, I want to say five seasons are incredibly transphobic. Oh, 100%. But that that was just like, I think that was like a production issue. And that was also like a drag race started, I think, in 2010. Yeah. So like in 2010, the culture of like the queer community was a little bit more transphobic than what it is now. True. So then like it did it. It took Carmen Carrera saying like, this is not okay. So it's like. It was a slow transition on the production side, but then RuPaul didn't change. So then everything caught up together, and then RuPaul was seen as a was seen as a transphobe. Well, because the the final straw was the mini challenge where they had to guess whether it was like a cis woman or a drag queen, like from pictures of boobs or something like that. Uh-huh. Like that was that was the final straw that like made everybody mad, and that was mm-hmm. like during season five or six. Uh huh. And, like, the rumors have always been there, especially because a lot of the critiques are like, you're giving me boy. This is a drag queen competition. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe it's the radical leftist in me, mm-hmm. but I've always seen, if if there are, like, quote-unquote transphobic undertones, then it's transphobic. Like, period. Yeah, because so, then it's my, the whole delivery versus um, meaning. Because, like, if they wanted to squash those rumors, then they should have crowned Peppermint in season nine. And then, like, brought Sasha back for All Stars or whatever. But it wa- the thing is, is that you thought it was like the the boob situation in six. I thought it was literally the interview that RuPaul did, where it's just like we don't allow trans women on the show because that too. so that I think that was a final straw, which like led to transphobic RuPaul, and that was after Peppermint. So now I think they're trying to they're trying to catch up oh i didn't realize that was afterwards so that is that yeah so that's a huge thing but also if rose wins i'm done <laughs> everyone say thank you carmen carrera 100 <laughs> percent. yes um, um yeah go ahead jinx <laughs> monsoon <laughs> <laughs> even though rose has done well like in the latter part of the competition i just don't want her to win i really wanted her to um not be in the top four so then I can just like transpose like that one clip that she was that she did where she was just like there's no doubt in my mind that I'm gonna be in the top four I wanted <laughs> to just transpose those two images of her leaving and then that but like we couldn't because she's in the top four I'm and sorry. then like the world's tiniest violin right I feel bad for Jan the arms of the angel. I feel bad for Jan because yes now, because because ne- Jan is the leader of Stephanie's child correct so then now Rose is in the top four. Jan lost like top seven or eight or whatever. So like now well, she, now she's a foot. But then also Blue Laguna, who is the third. Okay. <laughs> Literally everyone's like, who's that? That's not a RuPaul girl. I'm I'm logging off. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that I don't like fully immerse myself in the drag in the drag scene. <laughs> no, you're good. But um, I was just talking about your audience. But um. Like, Blue Laguna's not even on Drag Race yet, so it's, like, now... Does she feel the pressure to be on it? I think so. Well, because also Candy Muse has been bragging about how much further she went compared to Dahlia Sin and Aja and stuff. She's a foot. I don't know how I feel about her. I don't sometimes, like her. Sometimes I love her, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm like, girl, please simmer down. <laughs> right? Like, that's a lot of energy for being... A, f- a foot because oh my god if because honestly for me if it was if you took out candy and put tamisha i'd be happy tamisha was assassinated way too early this is a tamisha stan account this is a tamisha stan radio show and twitter account at trc underscore ou because studio you you know that she's the the mother of candy dupree iman Though, oh, the the Wonder Woman. The, yes, the Wonder Woman fell from the sky, did a split, got thrown, and then did another split. And also, when she fell, she broke her heel. So at the end of it, and she still did, all did that. the thing. One hundred percent. Candy's outfit, the ugliest thing I've ever oh. seen on Drag Race. Literally, it rivals to me. What's her name? What is her name? She lost. No, she won against Joey J. The lip sync? Mm-hmm. La La Ree. The bags? Yes. That- I think her pocket look rivaled the bags. For, like, worst look of the yes. season? Because also, yes. did you, on her Instagram, she refused to be pictured 
in that costume, she's literally naked with the like, co- like holding yeah, it. Yeah, w- yeah, holding it, and I'm just like, that's rude. Shout out to Pinwell Pinwell who made this, who made the costume. But like, well, that's rude. But she was also like, I don't feel pretty in this. Then then don't commission it. Yeah, or like, that or like so change funny. it. You know, like as you're doing your makeup, you could be like, okay, I can maybe like wrap this here or like tie this up here and like make it a little bit more hot pocket, a little less out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Who had the best look of, of last the episode? pockets? Yes, Simone, by far. You think? Well, because I agree with um, Bob the Dragoon Monet Exchange when they wish that Gottmik's hair was a little shorter. Uh huh. Because I feel like. It, like as much as I loved the watches, I couldn't tell that the dress was also made of watches until you looked at it. Until like it zoomed in, and I was like, "Oh, watches!" Mm-hmm. And Simone, watch this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just obsessed with Simone. Mm-hmm. I love Simone. <laughs> I liked her hair a lot, and I liked her outfit. I hmm. well because Rose's like was all right. I just feel like she was shaped like a bell, and for some reason Michelle loved it. It's a bell gown. Those are common in the like the in the seventies, like oh. Twiggy. Okay, I I'll, I'm also not a big fashion guy, <laughs> <laughs> but it it just it didn't make sense when a lot of her critiques have always been like we're losing your shape, blah blah blah, and then she comes out in this like Moo-moo. circle, and Michelle's like I love your shape. <laughs> I have a feeling it's the queen and not the dress. But, (laughs) and that's the tea on that. But it's like, but she, there's a lot of her looks that there's no shape whatsoever. Her flower look, yes, barely a shape. Her, um, her pillow, barely a shape. Mm -hmm. This bell gown, barely a shape. So then at the end of the day, I don't think she's shaped for the competition. Stop. But like that was. That was another critique of Candy's is, like, it was just kind of a blob, mm-hmm. like a rectangle. Mm-hmm. And that wig. Which one? Candy's wig. with It was, like, oh, chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, down to the side. When Brittany, when Brittany has a panic attack, but then she um, collects herself last <laughs> minute. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Like, just again, like, again. I won't shave my head. I'll just dye it instead. The, <laughs> ra- the Rainbow Connection is a Tamisha Stan account. I'll buy I buy am so mad. <laughs> also, Kamora Stan account. Oh my! Have you seen? Which you've one? probably seen all of Kamora's like mm-hmm. unused uh-huh. looks. They're stunning. Uh huh. Like the fur she would have, she would have made it to the finale if they didn't assassinate Asian queens so often. And that's on periodic tables. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. And I'm hella mad because it's like. There only has been, like, two queens that have been successful. Like, three successful Asian queens on mm-hmm. Drag Race. Kimchi. Kimchi. Jujubee. Uh, 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 Raja. I almost said Aja. Raja. Raja's Asian? Uh, Raja's, um... I didn't know that. She's, uh, Indian. Ah. Good no, for her. Raja. Um, <laughs> but, like... I don't know. Like, granted, Kamora sucked. But, yeah. Like, I'm so, like, if she if she could have she could have turned it. But also, as I told you, we're not built to be like Candy Muse. Like, yeah. we're not like culturally trained to be like Candy Muse. So it's like it's hard to well, really like, step out of the box like that. Um, going back a little bit to Kamora because I want to I want to bounce this idea off of you. Mm-hmm. I feel like the runway should have a very I, I feel like the runway should have a much bigger role in deciding who should be in the bottom. You think so? I think so. Because that dragon dress uh-huh. was such a well-thought-out concept. It uh-huh. was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was elegant. It was amazing. It was stunning. Mm-hmm. And yet, because of her performance in the challenge, she was in the bottom when I feel like there were a lot uglier dresses on there that probably should have landed people in the bottom. Like, take, for example... Something I'm still mad about mm-hmm. is season 11 with, like, the bottom six lip sync where Honey Davenport goes home. Mm-hmm. And she has, like, the the category is fringe. She's wearing this black, like, fringe thing with the fringe hat. And mm-hmm. she's like, this is for, this is a tribute to the friends that I've lost to police brutality because Black Lives Matter. 
and she goes home. Yeah. Like, I understand why her entire team was in the bottom, but I don't feel like she should have gone home for that look. I know that's a lot to dump just on you all at once. No, it's... I think that it should be, like, 75-25, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Because the majority of the episode is a challenge, and then it's the runway. Yeah. So, it's like, is that a good... Number 7525 or like a 6555? Yeah, I'd say so. 6555 doesn't make sense. 35. 6535. I've minored in math, so I can help you out. Wow. <laughs> I'm Asian and it's whatever it's said. But so even if we say 6535, Kimura sucked <laughs> so bad. Okay, but like, the if you. She sucked so bad. Yeah, but like, th- that was also like a vivacious head in the box situation. Like, there's not much you can do there. Like, it's some, sometimes they write these roles so they can, like... Eliminate easier. Yeah. That's true. They're like, you didn't do anything. She couldn't do anything. <laughs> well, it's her fault for taking that role, then. I don't think... They're not did given, she take that? They're not given to you. I mean, they're not, like, they're not like handed to you. Well, I feel like... They're, um... Well, she... It's not like she went out and said, like, I want the tree. Yeah. I feel like everybody else just, like, took a role. She should have fought. Like, seeing the challenge and even doing the runway, she's still in the bottom. I'll but have Denali to, like, swept her, swept her under the rug, rolled it yeah. up, threw it in the trash. <laughs> I feel like they put Denali in the bottom just so they could be like, hey, do, do your it. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like. So she can be like, I'm I'm whoever beat Charlie Hines. You're Charlie Hines. Trinity, let's talk together. It was Trinity. Okay. I, I couldn't remember who. Well, because I'm also basing this off of Drag Race Thailand, uh, which is so much better. Uh huh. Especially season two. Mm-hmm. Because. When she lit herself on fire? Yes! Oh! But um, for the viewers at home, Drag, La- Drag Race Thailand has separate main challenges and runway challenges. So nobody looks a mess. And um, sometimes people win both, sometimes w- people win the main challenge, but then fail the runway challenge so bad. That they're in the bottom and eliminated. <laughs> Side note for Drag Race Thailand, Pagina Heels, I think, is on uh, Drag Race UK, Drag Race International. And also, she shouldn't be on it, though, because she's a judge. Um, Kita and Anita from House of Drag in New Zealand are on Drag Race Down Under, even though they're like, they were the hosts of that, and now they're competing in Drag Race Down Under. I don't know if you knew that. No. <laughs> House of Drag is also really good. What is that? Uh, that's New Zealand's drag race. Drag race. Oh. It's like, it's way different format. It's kind of like All Stars, mm-hmm. where um, like there's there's a challenge, the two judges pick a winner, the winner decides which two queens are on the bottom, or kings because they allow drag queens and kings, mm-hmm. and then those two go up there, and then the judges decide out of those two, who to eliminate. I also love Drag Race Thailand because they have trans queens. Yes. The winner, oh, um, the winner of season two is trans. The winner of season one of House of Drag is also trans. Wow. So, like, America needs to catch up. 100%. <laughs> Only if Simone also wins with Gottmik. <laughs> Just saying. She's not going to win. Such a shake Kool-Aid right. narrative. Such a shake Kool-Aid narrative, I'm telling you. Unless there's, like, a rose petals type thing, I don't see Simone losing. I guess we will see. And unless Simone doesn't accidentally butterfly herself. <laughs> All right. Join us next week on The Rainbow, the Rainbow Connection. Connection on to Studio s- U. To see who wins Drag Race. Yes. Well, no. Because next week is the, like, they're like, we're the boss. We're the final four. Um, we're the best. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Oh, next week is a review week. Yes. Probably. Well, we're going to have... We're going to have next week, and then we're going to have the reunion, and then we're going to have the finale. So I don't think the season is going to end until 2022. Did you <laughs> Did you know that the reunion is filmed after the finale? After the finale? Usually, yeah. For Evie oh, Oddly, tea. For Evie Oddly, it was filmed after the finale. Double T. I th- this is – it's so neck and neck. I feel like – or. In Candy Muse's sake, neck and lack of neck. Oh my god. Ah. <laughs> um, I think that's a 
that's a good place to take a little bit of a break. Yeah, and then I think we'll come back and then um, start wrapping it up. Yeah, sounds like a plan. So don't go anywhere. Stick around to the Rainbow Connection on Studio U. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. We'll be right back. Good morning and welcome to the Rainbow Connection on Studio U. I'm Connor Coughlin and I'm being dragged headfirst, fearful, into my assignments. And my name is Brandon Haw and I, you know what I believe in? Lift, laugh, and don't love. <gasps> Scandalous. Scandalous. Well, um, like I alluded to with my little intro, Fearless, parentheses, Taylor's version, dropped last night. Do you have any... <laughs> Don't just stare at me. Stream Ariana Grande oh, positions. I can't believe I brought an Arianator into this into this Swifty safe space TM. And that's on periodic table, sis. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah. I love it. Uh, did you, you heard listen? three songs. We heard it together. You heard three songs. Yeah. Well, like, she also released Mr. Perfectly Fine from The Vault oh. a few days ago. Did you listen to that? No, I didn't. It's a bop. That's what a Swifty would say. Hello, Mr. Perfectly Fine. You know, um, so a lot of her songs, obviously, are about... She has, she has a stereotype for writing about her ex-boyfriends, exes. Mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Exes. Mm-hmm. Gender neutral. And O's. <laughs> but, um, so, like, if this is how she treats Joe Jonas, mm-hmm. because Mr. Perfectly Fine and, like, a lot of the songs on Fearless are about Joe Jonas. Then Jake Gyllenhaal and John Mayer need to flee the country when she re-releases Speak Now and Red. Yeah. Because she's going to kill them. I think I think they're fine. They're fun? I think they're fine. They're fine? Yeah. Are you sure? I think so. Because um, Taylor Swift wrote over 100 songs for Speak Now. And only really? like only like fourteen made the cut. Oh my god! So, needless to say, John Mayer may not see heaven. <laughs> <laughs> John Mayer walks down to hell while Little Nas is on the stripper pole. <laughs> oh, that was a fun radio show last week because that had like just dropped. Yeah. And that was when he was beefing with like this governor of South Dakota and Caitlin Bennett and. Excuse me. And a bunch of other people. Like, people are still talking about it. It's iconic. It's iconic. Call Me By Your Name, Montero. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yes. But um, I think this, like, this is the first. Uh, Fearless, of course, was Taylor's first album of the year. And now she's re-releasing it. And I feel like it's a lot better, personally. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, I think it has more, like, soul comparative to, like, mm-hmm. the other ones. Especially now that she's like 30, 31 ish. So she's voices. 31. Yeah. Wow. She was born like nine years before I was. Wow. Ten, eight years before me. So yeah, that makes her 31. Wow. I don't know. If she if she wanted me to marry her, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> but also, let's step away from this white feminism and talk about the real icon of the season. Pose. Final season's coming up. May 2nd. Yes. I cannot wait. The trailer looks really good, but also really freaking sad. I'm going to ball like a baby. Mm-hmm. I think it's... The entire time. The biggest thing is that I was looking at the gentrification of the ball culture, which was huge in around mm-hmm. like the 1990s, 2000s. And then like how people kind of... Um, they kind of confused ball culture with like Soul Train. Yes. And then um, I th- I think that Prey Tell's dying. Like, a, a few more main characters have to die, mm-hmm. I feel like. Because if you – because, of course, they, they're they they're seen – they're shown going to f- a few funerals in season two that uh, for, like, unnamed people. And Candy. And then Candy. Muse and her career. Uh-huh. <laughs> two different Candies. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I feel like I, I don't know if Blanca's making it to the end. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think Electra's dying. 
because I, I sent you that TikTok of Dominique Jackson. And then, oh, yeah. And the thing is, and I am speculating, um, speculating and percolating, because um, at the end, the last one, she says, like, by electric, it's been fun. She has a white strip in her hair. I don't think that Electra would still be living with a white strip in her hair. I people can grow and change as Not we Electra. can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like we've seen a lot of vulnerable vulnerable parts of Electra's of Electra's personality. Yeah, when she's poor. Well, Only not, when she's poor. When not, she's succeeding, she don't give. She don't care about no one. Well, no, like even when she was succeeding, I think, like she was scared for her life when that guy died under yes. her juris, under her like watch, dominatrix watch. Yes, and I feel like if I feel like she's gonna have that like stylish skunk strip in her hair, especially if she lives on to like the 2010s, if that's where the season finale is. You know. Mm-hmm. Like as a chic little, since she's obviously never gonna age. Yeah, or she becomes the master of the ballroom of the of the ballroom house. Yes, not the house, but like the the scene. Because she took over if, for Praytel when he if got sick. Praytel dies, and then Electra becomes a new Praytel. I've didn't that already happen? For like one episode. That was in the finale because the judges were walking. Yes. A mile in our heels. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, I think it's Cubby. Cubby owns my butt. Like I love Cubby so much. I think it's Cubby. remind me who Cubby is. Oh my god. Jeremy McClure. No, that's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of yours. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cubby Wintour. Oh. He's played by Jeremy. No, Jeremy McClain. Um. Is he one of the like the house flippers? The la- yeah, the Latinx one of the two. The, ah, the, yes. The white passing Latinx one of the two. Okay, yeah. Yes. He owns my butt. I love him so much. I think if I, who am I crushing on in the in the pose cast? Probably Damon. He's a cutie. Damon's a cutie. Um. Yeah, who's, that's that's pretty the, much it. Who's the, who's his boyfriend? Damon and who? From season one, Ricky. Yeah. I hate Ricky. Yeah, no. Pretentious. Bad influence. A hundred percent. And he he lied like multiple times, and people are still like, eh. And he could scare. He scared Damien with an HIV scare, and then like like twice, twice. So then <laughs> I'm over here like, hmm, hmm. Yeah. Definitely not a good person. But Aphrodite is so hot. Yes. Look like. How did they find so many hot people? Like, literally everybody on Pose is hot. And trans. And hot. And, yeah, hot trans. <laughs> um, but, like, I think it's because, who was it? It was Janet Mock is executive producer. Mm, yes. So that she has a connection to Dominique Jackson. Um, MJ Rodriguez. MJ, MJ Rodriguez. Um, India Moore. India Moore. Um Angelica Ross? Angelica Ross. She played Ro- Candy. Candy. <laughs> Candy Muck. You um, know what? <laughs> and then uh, Candy Muse's best friend. I forgot her name. And you Julie know, Caliente. You know, I just think that India Moore. <laughs> <laughs> India more often. <laughs> then I think on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. Okay. But yeah, um, if you have anything you would like to hear, listen to, if you need people to talk to, if you want to be on the show, because, like, that's why Brandon's here. Not because he DM'd me on Twitter, but because he talked to me. <laughs> and that's on Periodic Table. You can say your ridiculous catchphrases over and over again if you wanted on my show. 100%. Um, I don't get ready. I'm never ready. <laughs> <laughs> you're You're born naked, and the rest is suffering. <laughs> we're about to we're gonna wrap it up uh tune in next week don't know who's gonna be on the show but we're gonna have a lot more rainbow connections so be sure to tune in next week 